we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up, you tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 82. Not sure if there's going to be an 83, but thank you for joining. I said this last time, guys, but all of our savvy listeners out there know that we have not done episode 80 yet. It's actually been done, but it's going to play next week. We had some delays with releasing it. But as always, we have a great episode for you guys. So what's actually special about today's episode is that Brittany and I recorded it while live on TikTok. So we actually got the chance to take questions from the chat and that was super cool. We answer a ton of questions from the TikTok chat today, but if you have a question that you want answered on the show, you can submit your question by clicking the link in the show notes. It did interrupt the recording at times because we were using so much Wi-Fi, but you live and you learn. But before we get into that, we're doing a giveaway. I'm giving away a free coaches training. I have several topics that I talk about when doing coaches clinics, and we'll be giving one of those away for free. So we'll hop on a Zoom together with you, the other coaches in your gym, and talk some cheer. If you're a parent and not a coach or an owner, you can still enter and win and win it for the gym that you're a part of. All you have to do to enter is share this podcast on your Instagram story and then tag me in the post at Jason Larkins. That's it. Share the podcast on your Instagram story. Maybe say something like, I love this podcast. Definitely give it a listen. Tag me, Jason Larkins, J-A-S-O-N-L-A-R-K-I-N-S. And the winner will be announced in episode 85. The more shares, the more entries. Let's go. Now, real quick, shout out to my mother, Sheila, Claire, Sarah, Robin, Adriana, Chanel, and Tamara, all of our financial supporters, the people who allow us to get new toys that produce a better quality show for your listening pleasure. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a real-life cheer mom who represents all of our parent listeners out there and asks the questions that you parents have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. Are you as excited as I am for our first TikTok Live Let's Talk Cheer episode? Yes, I sure am. As always, you know, we're right when we start, like we're good to go. And then it seems like we always have some technical difficulties. So, you know, nothing new on the podcast. Nothing new. But hey, we're figuring out. Hey, you just got to go out there, do it, make it happen. So, all right, let's not keep the people waiting. Let's hop into our Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That is the official music producer for the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and American Cheer. Now, B, this is very true. As soon as I, like, I had to, you know, I was obviously on my phone to log in for the um, the call and everything. And when I was mm-hmm. logging in, um, sorry, to log in for the the TikTok, as soon as I checked my email, I had four little emails there. I checked them. Four different emails. Music has arrived, not for everyone, but music is starting to arrive. So, um, you know, sounds like that. Go to soundslikethat.com if you want fire music like American Cheer. So music's coming in. I won't let you know if any of your daughters, actually none of your daughters' music has come in. Junior White's has come in, in case you want to know. 
I, um, I don't know how it really works, but I've kind of been like a little stalker parent, just, you know, bored one day and it like clicked in my head, like check the SoundCloud. So mm-hmm. I checked the SoundCloud and I saw that there was like mini stars and yeah. tiny stars music. I was like, Hmm. I'm yep. <laughs> like thinking in my head, like, does it get loaded to SoundCloud or do the coaches have to load it there? Or how does that work? Yeah. So <laughs> I loaded I, Junior White is actually loaded to SoundCloud right now. I just haven't released it. So I'm waiting for the coaches to give me the okay. But it's technically on SoundCloud as a private link. So, you know, but yeah. So if you guys have a question for the question of the week, you can leave them in the show notes or you can go to the show notes, click the link in the show notes, leave a question. Or if you're joining us on TikTok right now, you can leave a question in the show note or you can leave a questions in the chat. Bernadette, that's my mom right there. My mom said, good morning. What's up, people? So you can leave a question over here. 26 people on the live right now. So hit the like button, share with some more people and uh, we'll get started. So B, hit us with that question of the week. All right, here we go. So question of the week says, are coaches supposed to work on tumbling skills at practice for the next level up? Or is that solely on the athlete slash family to do outside of practice? Example, while at a level one team practice, are coaches supposed to spend some of the time working on backhand springs with the athlete so that they have a chance to make level two next season? Or is that athlete supposed to get the backhand spring on their own outside of their level one team practice, like in a tumbling class or in a private lesson? All right, so to recap, are are coaches or gyms supposed to work on skills outside of the level so that the athlete can level up to the next level. So if they're on the level one team, are they supposed to work on back handsprings at their level one practice so they can be prepared for a level two team next year, right? Basically the question. Yep. There we go. Okay. So my opinion is my opinion. Let me know, you know, how you guys feel. But my opinion is that the level you're on is solely for training that year's routine. So if you're on a level one team, there shouldn't be too many practices that you're spending working on level two skills, right? Now, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I think the question of the week was something like, hey, what's a, like an aha moment or what's a, something that's super obvious to you as a coach, Jason, that most coaches like don't realize about cleaning a routine? And when I responded to that, I said, well, less is more. And I went on to say, there's so many things you have to get done at practice. Like there's an infinite amount of things you have to get done at practice, but you only have two hours at practice twice a week to cram in an infinite amount of things at practice. There's so much to get done. That being said, that's still true. And it just doesn't make sense to me that you would add on to your infinite amount of things by adding, now we're going to work back handsprings with these kids, right? It's already a struggle to hit the pyramid with your athletes. It's already a struggle to hit your elites. It's already a struggle to get all of your athletes. Again, we'll just say if you're level two. If you're level two, working on tucks and working on, you know, layouts and working on all these other things when there's a competition next week, right? So that is my opinion is that athletes should, and you probably already knew the answer to this, B, because I say it like every day, but, or you already knew what my answer was going to be, but, you know, kids should constantly stay in a tumbling class. You know, if they can, you should be in private lessons. You should do all of those things. So, you know, I don't think that Jim should do. I think that level two teams should spend their time perfecting their level two routines. And that's the model that we use at American that we want. Really, it comes down to this philosophy is that we want all of the teams 
to be great. That no matter what team you make, we want your team to be great. Whether you make, you know, minis or you're making, you know, wherever our highest level team is, we want all the teams to be great. Now, there are some models where the gym is really geared towards getting all of the athletes into their world's program, right? And they have like a premier world's team. And their goal is to try to create as many of these world's caliber, like really good athletes as possible so they can be on that one specific team. Now, that might sound, of course, don't you want all of your kids to be like the very best they can? Yeah, but it comes at the sacrifice of that season, right? Right? It really does come at the sacrifice of being able to win competitions that season. Again, if I'm a level two athlete and I'm working tucks all day long, that's good because you'll be able to move on to level three team next year. But you're not working on, you know, the timing in your pyramid. You're not working on, you know, pointing your toes and your heel stretches or any of those things, which the score sheet is really, you know, dictated around. Then because there are gyms that have really, really that have that, that use that model, but their lower levels are pretty like, man. They have such a good Worlds team, but the lower levels are just, you know, there's just kids out there just to be out there, just, you know, doing whatever. So, you know, there is that model that teams do use. I don't think it's to each their own, but in our model, we want all of the athletes, no matter what team they make, to be successful in that level and then leave it up to families to do private lessons and classes and, you know, whatever it is to level up on their own. Now, last thing I'd say before I pass it on to you, if you have any thoughts on this, is there are opportunities. Some of these opportunities happen naturally. So if I'm, again, level two, and I spend every day working round off two, right? Standard running, tumbling pass for level two athletes. You're doing round off two every day. You're going to get really good at connecting multiple back handsprings. Now, when you're really good at connecting multiple back handsprings from a round off, and you're doing, and you're getting really good at just standing one back handspring, right? Again, level two. Then kids tend to be really easy for those athletes to then go standing multiple back handsprings, which is a level three skill. And there you go. They got a level three skill without ever really trying to get another level three skill. Same thing happens in level three. They religiously are spending time throwing multiple, standing multiple handsprings, standing two, standing three. This year, the requirement standing three. So we're doing standing three back handsprings every day all day, cleaning it, perfecting it, and you're doing running, tumbling through the tucks every day. Round up tucks, round up answering tucks, you know, front walk over through the tucks, all those things. You're doing that religiously every day. And so you take the combination of being able to speed up and get more powerful multiple handsprings and the combination that your tuck has gotten significantly better just by virtue of being on a level three team. Now you're able to do standing two back handsprings and a tuck, which is a level four skill. So some of these things happen naturally just by being on the team and other things you are going to have. It doesn't matter how many back walkovers you do at level one practice. You're not all of a sudden just going to get a back handspring. So things like that you have to get in a class for. But yeah, so anyway, B, what are your thoughts on it? Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think it's a really good question. As a parent, like I, I understand, like I think the question behind the question is, you know, this athlete might be wanting to level up and maybe they can't afford uh, extra classes or something. So I understand asking, you know, can you work on level two skills if your level one skills are mastered? Like, I kind of get it because not everybody can pay for privates or, you know, not everybody can afford extra classes. So I get it being a struggle for the athletes to try to learn other skills when they're just, you know, on their level one team. I get that. And I'm just using level one for an example. I think it would be nice if, you know, say for us with American, like if we we have practice twice a week for the teams and if there was like a open gym class where it was it just included in your tuition and you can come in and you could practice um, for the next level up skills. I think that would be cool. I think it would be really hard though because you know as we get into competition season you know all teams practice Monday through Thursday and that doesn't leave very much wiggle Mm -hmm. room except for Fridays so I know myself we have like six competitions in a row and that's with American and cheer and so we wouldn't be able to do open gym for six weeks at all but not every family is you know like in, in my situation, I think it would be really cool to have that option on a Friday, you know, open gym from, you know, four to six or whatever, and you can come in and work on those skills. But there's a lot that goes into that. So I can get it, but I just feel like it is kind of hard. Like I understand as coaches, you guys want them to practice on their specific skill, their specific level while they're in team practice. I get that. So I don't know. I think it's a wishy-washy situation. It's understandable, but then it's like, crud, my kid wants to move up. Yeah, and it is. It's doable and it's possible. It really is. There are logistics that got to get worked out as far as who's going to coach the classes, when are we going to have them, are kids actually going to take them, right? All those things. This is why, you know, when we had the when we talked last week and we're like youth five and I was like yes you want to do something like a youth five because that gives you the opportunity to work on again the same way we've designed our youth three we've put athletes on the team who wouldn't necessarily make like when we do we had j3 and senior three when we've had Mm -hmm. those two teams, basically those kids were interchangeable except for their ages. Now we have some kids specific on this team for a reason or kids specifically on this team. But basically if you could make J3, you made senior three as well as just, you were just younger, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. The kids aren't necessarily interchangeable from youth three to senior three this year or what we've done in the past. Because we've yeah. given athletes an opportunity to be on the team that we wouldn't give the opportunity to be on the team if it were the senior three team, right? And it's mm-hmm. solely for the reason that they can train these skills to level up, right? So that they could be mm-hmm. on higher level skills in the future or higher level teams in the future. Now, when we talked last week about like the youth five, we're like, hey, there's not going to be much competition. But then it mm-hmm. gives the athlete all of the opportunities to work on those skills so that they can then level up in the future, Right. Oh, and I did yeah. look it up. I, I looked it up. I was very interested because I was like, I think like every, if you have a youth five, you have to have a world team. There is one youth five. I didn't look up all of them. I just went to NCA and went, who can be at NCA and youth five? It was Cheer Extreme. So they were the only youth five in like, I guess, I'm guessing the country. 
that has a youth five. And me personally, I would join their youth five because you're like shoot in. Even if you have no competition. And this is something we didn't mention last week either. Just because you're on youth five with no competition, it doesn't mean it's your only team, but it does mean you put yourself in a position to be on senior elite one day or to be on small senior X or co-ed elite or one of these like really premier teams. So anyway, but yeah, you made another point. Um, We had a oh, question. We have a question from TikTok. I think it's pretty cool. Right. It kind of goes in with what we're talking about. So somebody asked, what about the other next level skills though? You have said it's not about tumbling to level up. And then she also says, how can you improve your stunting for instance, if not a flyer? Stunting is very technical. So if you get really good at your level, you should be able to progress like if you're a really good level two base, you typically are going to be a good level three base. If you become a really good level three base, you typically become a really good level four base. This happened a few years ago. The year we won Summit with Senior 3, so 2019, I can't remember the entire stunt sequence, but we did uh, stretch to stretch. So I know we did a uh, belly stretch, TikTok to prep stretch. We did front handspring full ups to the prep level and we did prep full around to prep, right? So all level three skills, but we drilled them, drilled them, drilled them, drilled them, drilled them, drilled them, drilled them all season long. The next year that basically that entire team went level four, became senior red. And I remember going to spirit sports and someone's like, Oh, I just watched your, your team from America, that level four team, their technique was so good. Like, what do you guys do? And I remember saying like, I've always believed in technique and progression. But this year showed me that when you have solid technique, it's really easy to level up because those were all the same skills we did last year, level three. And I was like, and they won Summit last year. So they had really, really strong technique. All those were level three skills that just turned into level four skill. So we did, like I said, we did stretch at the belly, TikTok to stretch the prep level. And in their level four routine, they did stretch at the belly, TikTok to stretch at the top. We did prep full around to prep. They did prep full around to the top. And we got those skills so easily. I was like, man, like them just consistently doing it great at level three made it very easy for them to do it at the level four level, right? And whatever the other stunt was. And even this year, same thing. The rules were a little bit different for international teams from Summit or from like varsity all season long USASF going to IASF. When we did IASF this year, the rules are different for level four. Like there's some level five skills that you can do. There's some level five skills that you can do at in IASF at Summit for international teams that are technically level five at our level four team. Anyway, because our technique was so strong doing those level four skills all season long, we said, hey guys, we're going to do low to highs. And the kids made them look easy. And we didn't start doing that until, I don't know, March or so, start training. Yeah, March. March, we started training for the summit for these like level five skills. So we added a one and a half up to the top and we had added low, low lib, TikTok to high stretches. Again, both those are level five skills. But because their technique was so strong in those level four skills, it just leveled up. So if you get really good at your current level stunting, it's a really easy transfer to go to the next level. And that's exactly what, again, I keep bringing up the U3, but that's exactly like the idea behind the U3 because I know if the kids get really good at these basic level three stunts, they'll be able to go and be really good stunters on the other levels as well as the, the opportunity to rep and do more reps of the tumbling and the natural progression that comes there. So, yeah. 
Any other questions we want to tackle from uh, TikTok? We want to move on to the uh, quote of the week. It's on you, B. You let me know. There's another one. I think I want to hear it. So you you got to right. answer it. She is asking, what are your thoughts on Cheer Extreme Senior Elite Routine this I year? I thought it was really good. You know who has a really good analysis? John Davenport. So John Davenport, he coaches Panthers. He has a new YouTube channel. He's on TikTok too. No, it was a link, but he was a guest on the show. But he did a whole analysis of the routine. So he did a really good job, like breaking down what it was like from a coach's perspective. Like, here's what they're doing as far as elite skills. Okay, did they did an inversion to one leg. That's an elite skill. So as far as an entertainment, because I didn't really, you know, critique it. Like when I watch world teams, I'm just watching it. But I thought it was really good. What I'm really impressed with with Cheer Extreme is that their showcase was this past weekend. And it is so early to be ready. That's what's honestly most impressive, that they are out there throwing these skills in a full routine. And it wasn't a hot mess. Now, obviously, there's like little stuff here and there and stuff that they've got to clean up. But to be throwing those routines at this time in the season, it's really, really impressive. I always tell this to our coaches. Our coaches will go and look because we usually have our showcase is usually two weeks into November. And when we get a chance to watch some of these earlier showcases... Cheer Extreme is early. Cheer Athletics goes pretty early. They're like, they're usually the last weekend in October. California All-Stars is usually the last weekend in October. And so our coaches will watch these routines. And as they're watching them, they go, ah, you know, it wasn't all that. And they go, where is our team at right now? I want you to think, is our team running full outs right now? Because if our team isn't running full outs right now, we can't judge them. They're already running full outs. They're already running and hitting full out, but they're already running full out in front of a crowd. Can we go out there and do that today? No, if we can't do that today, we can't say nothing because they're already running the race. They're already ahead of us as far as... Now, if they look like that in January, then there's going to be a problem. But right now, it's October and they're running and throwing full outs that look, you know, pretty good. So about Cheer Extreme specifically, I watched Senior Elite and I watched uh, C4. And I thought that they looked, you know, pretty good, especially for being this early. There's always things that you can clean up. Really impressed with Senior Elite and C4. You know, they look great. So it's cool to see other what other teams are doing as far as the score sheet is concerned just because it's a whole new thing this year so there you go great question okay again if you guys have questions leave them there's link in the show notes in the podcast and if you're on tiktok you know throw them in on the tiktok survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So with that being said about showcases, how do you feel? So we're going into our showcase this weekend. So by the time this airs, we would have had our showcase. 
how do you feel about our teams going into showcase this weekend? Because I haven't watched a full practice, so I'm curious. How do I feel about our teams going into showcase this weekend? I feel really very confident. I feel great. I really do. I think that they have worked hard. We are really diligent this year about following our schedule and our practice plans and just preparing for everything. So we stayed like really diligent on that. And so the teams I feel are ready for the showcase. Like I feel like we're running our routines. They're not going to be the cleanest routines in the world. We haven't started cleaning anything yet, but I do feel like our teams are ready to go out in front of a crowd and perform a routine. Now, whether or not they go and hit or what, ha- you know, things always happen. You you never know what's going to happen with kids with nerves and their parents and, you know, just lights, camera, action. But I feel as far as are they prepared to go out in front of a crowd, I feel that they are very prepared to go out in front of a crowd and hit routines. Okay. All right. We got another yeah. question from TikTok. I think this is a good one. Any tips for transitioning a high school sideline team to a high school competition team? High school sideline to high school competition. Yeah, well, I guess you just have to do a lot more skill training at that point. You know, high school sideline is a lot more, obviously, you do the cheers and you do timeouts and pep rallies and all those, like, that's your focus. And so... I would start recruiting, definitely. There's all, you know, depends on, I guess, where you live. But most cities, especially if you're in a big, big city or bigger metropolitan area, there are tons of all-star gyms. And, you know, you'll getting a bunch of all-star kids will make the transition to high school or to competitive high school a lot easier. Kids who have been in the gym, kids who are used to the grind of having to, you know, work out every day. Right. And not just kind of be there just to be there. Kids are actually used to putting in that work. So if I were starting a high school team, I would be recruiting, you know, I'd be putting signs up everywhere, letting everyone know, blowing it up on the Instagram page or, you know, the school newspaper, whatever it is. Like we are going to have a competitive cheer team next year. Start signing up, you know, get excited. And I would just put so much like advertising into that. And hopefully you can get some good solid high school kids, some good solid all star kids. If you get five, six seven all-star kids on your team it'll make a huge difference we have freedom middle school that trains with us in the gym at american freedom middle school trains with us and i think they have seven groups and all seven groups all of the flyers are either current or former american cheerleaders and not just american cheerleaders former or current american flyers right that makes a huge difference so many of the bases are current. This is the best Freedom Middle School team we've had ever. And it's because so many of those kids are American cheerleaders. Same thing with Rosedale, where your girls are at. Rosedale probably looks pretty good. They got a lot of American cheerleaders on there. So that really, really helps when trying to go out there and compete, even though Freedom's not competing. But Rosedale obviously is going to go out there and compete. That really, really helps to have kids who've been training in cheerleading for a very long time. So it were me trying to transition from a, a pep squad, turning into a competition team then I would be putting signs up everywhere, letting everyone know we are going to compete next year. So there you go. Great question. Okay. Ready to move on to the uh, quote of the week? I think so. We don't have any other questions coming in. So yes. There we go. All right. So quote of the week, guys, this is by the great philosopher Nelly. Push yourself to the limit 
so your talent will surface. Yeah, a little Nelly quote there. It is, he had that one song. It's the heart of a champion, pumping deep inside my veins. I used to love that song. Anyway, but he has a line in there that says, push yourself to the limit so your talents will surface. I've been saying that to the kids more recently, just about, you know, push yourself. Like right now, we're on the grind trying to get as strong as possible. Now, a coach is always trying to have this balance of like, when should we clean the routine? And when should we, and when should we condition? And so here's my, my piece of advice. It's really, really hard to clean a routine when your kids are not confident in the skills they're throwing in the routine. Once the kids get confident, then it becomes really easy to clean the routine. So one of these days coming up sooner than you think, B, you're going to start teaching the girls how to drive. Oh, I already am. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> oh, good old Bakersfield mom. You're like, I don't care if you're 11. You're driving right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shoot. Oh, goodness gracious. That sounds terrible, but. <laughs> <laughs> they just turned 12, B. They should be learned how to ride a bike. <laughs> they learned how to ride a bike at like four years old, Jason. No, but you know, you have, I learned early. I mean, I didn't grow up in Bakersfield, but I learned really early driving the back roads with my dad or my grandpa sitting on his mm -hmm. lap. So Rylan actually like three weeks ago, she pulled my car out of the driveway and flipped it around. I was sitting there right there with her. But anyways, that's besides the point, but you know. There we go. So when I was had to take behind the wheel, the guy actually came over to our house and he, I remember him asking me, have you ever, he's like, you can be honest, have you ever driven before? Right. And I'm like, no, I haven't. Like one time my mom let me like get behind. My mom did not let me go like just drive on a road. But I thought that was like perfectly normal. As I got older, I realized that lots of parents let their kids drive early. So like earlier than they're behind the wheel. I literally was like, whenever I got my permit, like that's when I started driving. So anyway, you know, we're, we're rule followers. Yes, you are. <laughs> so anyway, but when you go teach the kids how to drive, when kids learn how to drive, you're trying to parents or not necessarily parents, but whoever is like in the car with them are shouting instructions. Yeah, keep your hands 10 and 2. Check your rear view mirror. Check your side mirrors. Make sure you're doing this. Turn on your turn signal, right? And you're shouting all these directions at them. And the, when kids are learning how to drive, the only thing they care about is not crashing the car. And so it's the same thing when we clean routines. The kids Kids, when you have a tumbling section or a stunt sequence and you're as a coach are trying to clean it, if the kids are not confident in their skills, the only thing they care about that time, right, if it's a tumbling skill, is landing on their feet. They don't care about anything else. They don't care if their timing is off. They don't care if their ankles are apart. They don't care about anything else other than landing on their feet. Once they get confident that they're going to land on their feet every single time, then they'll start to make adjustments for the sake of the team, right? Oh, I'm slower than everyone else. Okay, now I'll speed up. Oh, I'm faster than everyone else. Now I'll slow down. Kids are not going to risk speeding up, slowing down, you know, changing anything about their tumbling to match the team until they are confident that they're going to land on their feet every single time. Same thing with stunts. If you're like, hey, you're, you need to make sure that you stop that full up to the front, like coach, I'm going to keep doing this full up until I know what's going to hit every single time because I do not need her landing on my face, right? The flyer, I'm not changing anything until I know I'm going to hit every scene. Right now, I'm just worried about replacing my foot straight underneath of me uh, because if I don't, you know, these guys, they're going to kill me, right? They're going to drop me 
and, you know, all bad news. So, you know, right now, I think that coaches should focus on getting the athletes as strong as possible. And once they get super strong, then you can worry about cleaning the routine. And, you know, that's why we're at right now. You talked about the showcase, you know, how I feel. Yeah, we're going to go out there. I don't think they're going to be the cleanest routines, but I feel confident that athletes can go out there, hit the routine. I feel confident that they have the ability to go out there and hit a routine. So, yeah, that's our uh, quote of the week. All right, good quote. All right. Oh, and now we have cheer A to Z. Do we have anything else on TikTok we want to address? Love TikTok, sub party people. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm going to ask you this question. I Hopefully I know what the answer is, but... Uh, you know, just to talk to our TikTok viewers a little bit. Um, what is your favorite cheer gym? American cheer. Let's go. That's Thank not even a question. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm like, uh, I hope yeah. you're American. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a question. American cheer through and through all day long. So now we can uh, go ahead and move on to cheer A to Z. There we go. For those of you guys who don't know, cheer A to Z, we go through the alphabet. Whatever letter we're on, I give you a random just cheer coaching tip that you can take with you. Just cheer tip in general. So here we go. This week, we're on the letter I, and I stands for, it's just cheerleading. So there's like, I've heard this two times from my coaches. It took a long time for this to sink in for me. But I heard this two times from my coaches, two different coaches. When I was cheering at Palomar, we did this pyramid and we took the flyer, we threw her over the other flyer, like she had a backflip over one, the other group, and then we had to run around and catch her on the other side. So we took her, we threw her, ran around to the other side, and the pyramid continued with all its transitions. When that happened, one time we messed up and didn't do the backflip. Like something happened, we didn't do the backflip, and I ran around to the other side, me and the flyer ran around to the other side to continue the pyramid. But the base I did the, you know, stunt with, it didn't come with me. So then we missed that part of the pyramid, which led to missing the other part of the pyramid. And it was just a mess, right? We done with the pyramid, done with the routine, and I'm pissed. I'm livid. And I'd lay into this guy. I'm yelling and screaming like da 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 right? I'm just yelling. I'm really, really upset that we missed that part of the pyramid and that like he didn't come join me, right? And our coach was like, Hey guys, like I appreciate everyone's like passion and I know we all want to win. But you know, guys, just remember at the end of the day, it's it's just cheerleading, right? And I'm like, just cheer- come on, man. Like, just cheerleading. Like, this is life, right? And I remember him saying that, like, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's important. It, it can be very important, but it's not, like, worth, like, yelling and screaming at people, right? Now, I, at the time, I didn't want to hear it, but he did say it, so it planted a little seed. Another time, a coach and I had gotten into some, I can't remember, but we got into to some disagreement. I can't really remember what the disagreement was, but we did get into some disagreement. And 
I was kind of worried about how like our relationship was. It was at practice, right? Or whatever. And like the weekend had passed and we hadn't seen each other. And I'm like, man, you know, how are things going to be with me and him? And so I go talk to him and like kind of apologize. And I remember him saying like, oh yeah, man, it's all good. It's just cheerleading. Mm -hmm. I remember when he told me that, like, this isn't that big a deal. It's just cheerleading, man. Like it it, it wasn't that big of a deal, right? We had a disagreement, but honestly, I didn't lose any sleep over it. It's just cheerleading. I have other things in my life right and I just remember him saying it like it's just cheerleading and I was like okay right and again that didn't really change too much about me but again it just planted a seed that it's just cheerleading because I remember at that point no matter Jason's life was as cheerleading went so if cheerleading were good then Jason's life was good if cheerleading was was bad then Jason's life was bad right and don't let us lose a competition because I would be irate and pissed off and hate everyone. So I was putting too much of like my Jasonness in how cheerleading was going. And, you know, until I had a, you know, a come to Jesus moment, like literally, and realized, man, I'm putting like too much of my self worth into the shaky foundations of cheerleading. You know, since then, I've tried to take the perspective that it is just cheerleading. Like at the end of the day, it's just cheerleading. It's super important to me. It's one of the most important things in my life. It is how I met my wife, all my, you know, my whole wedding party besides, you know, my brothers. I met through cheerleading. It's how I, you know, it's my livelihood. Like so many things are involved with the sport of cheer. It's super important to me. I love it. I'm passionate about it. But at the end of the day, it is just cheerleading. So not sure who needs to hear that, but I'm sure there's a coach out there or a parent out there, maybe even an athlete out there. There's lots of athletes out there I met too every day. That is just cheerleading and there we go that is the letter i join us next week if you want to hear you know the letter j would be next so good deal i like that i think as we head into competition season we should all remember that and whether we are hitting routines or we're not hitting routines in that moment like that was the best that those athletes could do Mm -hmm. and of course you always want to be better but like you learn from your mistakes so I think that's something like really really good to think about like as we go into competition season I co-sign B it's just cheerleading I feel like comp season's coming up most emotions get high And it's just cheerleading, you know, like, again, it's super important to, I don't want anyone to, I I don't want anyone to downplay that. I'm guessing I still take cheerleading more seriously than 95% of the population, but I'm not going to let it like get past that certain threshold. Like, I don't want to be that person where it becomes my absolute everything. And if, you know, a stunt falls, like my world ends, you know, so. There you go. Hey, guys, everyone who joined, thanks for joining us. You guys have been real. Allie, I appreciate you. Till next time. So, all right, B, well, if you don't have anything else, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, leave a comment, share this, like this. Other than that, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners, although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. 
If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you're a cheer parent and need another cheer parent to relate to and want to hear things from a cheer mom's perspective, then the Cheer Mom podcast is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and we'll see you guys next week. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing, or maybe as they are competing, and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coaches clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at Jason Larkins.